This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Well, today we continue in our series called Building a Better Future. In these lessons, Pastor Rick shares how we can build a foundation for a better future by following the examples of leaders in the Bible who followed God's calling to rebuild after a time of captivity. Well, you've probably noticed the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. That's the power of gratitude. But it's not always easy to feel grateful. That's why Pastor Rick developed a great new resource called The Power of Gratitude. Go to PastorRick.com to find out more or just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called Enlisting Support for Your Dream. You know, we often assume that people base their choices on logic uh, and reason. But that's just not true. Most of the decisions you make in life are based on how you feel. You base them on your feelings, on your emotions. You make a decision based on your emotions, and then later you look for a logical reason to justify what emotional decision you made. So what does Nehemiah do? He appeals to their hearts. He appeals to their desire to feel good about themselves. Nothing wrong with that. And he appeals to them being proud of their city. The third part of verse 17, he says, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem so we will no longer be living in disgrace. Interesting. The motivation for rebuilding the wall so we will no longer be living in disgrace. The New Jerusalem Bible translation says, so we will end our humiliation. The New Century Version translation says, so we won't be ashamed anymore. What is Nehemiah doing? He's appealing to their dignity. Smart guy. He says, guys, we're better than this. We're better than this. We don't have to put up with this. We don't have to live in rubble and ruin. We are God's people. He doesn't want us living in disgrace. Besides, it's a poor testimony of our faith. This kind of faith was, uh, that Nehemiah is projecting now is a breath of fresh air to people who are discouraged and defeated and demoralized. He's going, we can do this with God's help. We don't have to live in disgrace or shame. And once again, we'll be able to hold our heads high. Now, one of the things that this said to the people of Jerusalem was this. This leader, this Nehemiah dude, he's different. He actually cares about us. The motivation he gives for rebuilding the wall is so we won't be in disgrace. He cares about how we feel. He's not doing this for his personal agenda. He's not making a profit on this. He's concerned about us. He realizes we're demoralized. We're discouraged. We feel like failures. This is somebody who loves us. He's not trying to make money off us. And you know what? All of that was true of Nehemiah. He didn't want them to be disgraced, but he even had a deeper motivation than that. Nehemiah was concerned for God's glory because not only were the Jewish people being disgraced, God was being disgraced. You see, the Jews were called, quote, God's chosen people, and yet the whole world was laughing at them, those poor Jews. They claimed to worship the one true God, but they're living in a rubble of a ruined city. 
God must not be very powerful after all. It was a poor testimony. It was an embarrassment to God's reputation. God's name was being defamed by others. So Nehemiah, when he is trying to motivate people to get involved in the dream, he doesn't appeal to external motivations, you know, with little reward systems. He doesn't say, uh, whoever helps me rebuild the wall will win an all-expense-paid vacation to the Dead Sea. <laughs> no, instead he uses, instead of external motivation, rewards, he uses internal and eternal motivation. You'll feel good about yourself and God will be glorified. Now here's the next step that Nehemiah took and you're gonna need to do this in getting support for your dream. Number seven, very important. Share your story to inspire others. Share your story to inspire. In verse 18, Nehemiah says this, I also told them about how God had been with me and how he graciously helped me in my conversation with the king in gaining his support. So now Nehemiah gives his testimony. This is an important part of sharing your dream. People wanna know what's it mean to you and what's God doing in your life. Nehemiah is telling his story of trusting God. You need to tell your story of trusting God because when you tell your story of trusting God, it builds faith in other people. When people see your example of living by faith, it motivates them to live by faith. So Nehemiah explains how God put a burden in his heart. He said, you know, I didn't want this job. In fact, I had a very comfortable, cushy job in the king's court in Persia. But God put a discontent in my heart when I saw what was happening to you guys here in Jerusalem. The more I prayed about it, the more God said to me, well, why don't you be the answer to your own prayer, Nehemiah? And God says, that's what I want for you, Nehemiah. This is the dream I'm putting in your heart. So I did my homework and I prayed and I planned and I prepared and God opened the door and gave me the opportunity to share my dream with the king of Persia. And you know what? God changed his heart. The heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord and he turns it any way he wishes. And he gave me everything I wanted. He gave me permission to come. He gave me protection for my journey and he gave me the provision of lumber that we're gonna need to succeed. And he's even gonna pay for all this project. So you guys, what do you think? That's pretty powerful testimony. Now, let me just pause here to say this. If somebody comes to you with a dream and they claim, God told me to do this, you have every right to ask them, okay, so what confirming signs from God prove that the dream really is from God? How has God already helped you? And if they can't say anything about that, well, you have every reason to doubt it. Nehemiah could say, this is what God has done in my life so far. It was a miracle that the king of Persia was letting him rebuild a wall that he'd previously said will never be rebuilt. So Nehemiah's testimony is thrilling and it's inspirational, it's convincing, and the people, how do they respond? Of course, positively, verse 18. So they all responded saying, let us, let us, not let Nehemiah, let us start rebuilding now. So together, they began the good work. Now what's happening here? The vision is being transferred. 
Let us rebuild the wall. First, it was just Nehemiah's vision. Now, it's our vision. We are going to do this together. Now, let's look at this. After you've created community, after you've painted a picture of what needs to change, after you've appealed to people's hearts with internal and external motivation, and after you've shared your personal story of faith and how God's been helping you, you're ready for step eight. Ask for help confidently. You might even just write down, ask for help fearlessly. See, you just don't pump people up with all this inspirational dream and then walk away, say, have a nice day. You get specific and you ask for help. This is the moment of truth. Will you join me in this task? Will you join me in the dream? Nehemiah verse 17, Nehemiah says, come, let's rebuild the wall now. You got to ask, friends. You got to ask. That's the scary part of having a dream. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. And that's not just true in asking for God's help. It's also true in asking for the help of others. Now, in my previous message, uh, I warned you to not say no for other people. Never assume that you know their answer uh, uh, in advance. If they want to say no, let them say it. Never say no for anybody. Your job is to just ask. Now, when you think, eh, I don't like to ask other people for help. I don't like to ask them for assistance. I'll just do it myself. When you say, I'll just do it myself, you reveal your own insecurity. You limit what God wants to do in your life because it's limited to just you. And you rob other people of the blessing of being involved. This church would have never been built by one person. It's been built by thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Now, at the start of this message, I told you that no dream is built without opposition. So the final step is this. Number nine, ignore naysayers and expect God's help. When you, you finally lay out the dream and you lay it out on the line and say, will you help me? There will be some naysayers. So what? Verses 19 and 20 of Nehemiah 2 says this. When Sanballat and Tobiah, oh, now we've added a third guy, Geshem, heard this, they mocked and ridiculed us. Can you handle that? You don't need the approval of other people to make you happy. What other people think of you is none of your business. They mocked and ridiculed us. They said, what do you think you're doing? Who do you think you are? They asked. You know, you haven't done this in 90 years. Why do, you, why do you think now you're going to be able to rebuild the wall? Are you rebelling against the king? They're trying to make him afraid. Maybe the king will come in and smash them all again. Nehemiah says, I simply replied to all this ridicule and mocking. The God of heaven will give us success. The God of heaven will give us success. We're his servants and we will rebuild this but you have no claim or right to this city. Now, did you notice that a third opponent is mentioned? I, I need to warn you, I've had this, I know this from experience, that you farther you go with God's dream, the more likely the opposition will grow too. 
I didn't have a whole lot of opposition when I first started Saddleback Church, but there's an awful lot now. And in another message, we're going to look at six different kinds of opposition, uh, including this example that Nehemiah had to deal with and how he brilliantly disarmed and defeated every one of these opponents and critics. So I'm not going to go into that right now. But as we close, I just want to point out that Nehemiah did not spend much time responding to critics. I don't spend much time responding to critics. Why? You wouldn't have time to get anything done. If you respond to every critic, the devil will make sure you're constantly criticized. And, and uh, you, you never get anything else done if all you're doing is reacting to what other people think of you. Nehemiah simply replied, the God of heaven will give us success. We're his servants and we will rebuild this wall regardless of your criticism or your attacks or your mocking or your ridiculing, whatever. Now, I hope you took some time this past week to begin writing down your thoughts and dreams using the seven steps we looked at for building a life plan that we learned from Nehemiah in our last message. If you didn't, I want to encourage you to start this week. Go back and look at those seven steps in that message on starting to build a life plan. And then you can review these steps that we've just looked at today for how you enlist support for your dream. You know, I have carried this little card in my wallet and in my desk for 42 years. I've revised it many, many, many times, uh, but this is uh, the original. And every time I was worried about, are we going to have enough people to help us do what we need to do? I'd pull this card out and it says this. Great people are ready to help me. At the right time, in the right way, people I don't even know yet. I will never give up because I don't have the help. But I will trust God to provide the help that I need. Because Psalm 37, 5 says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust him to help you. And he will. God has the resources to help you that you have not even considered. There are multiplied thousands of persons with all sorts of talents and skills and concerns and contacts that God can bring into your life to fulfill his plan and dream. So open your eyes and see the faces of people around you. Open your ears to hear what they're saying. Today, tomorrow, next week, you'll meet someone who is just the right person you need. And that right person will come along at just the right time and fulfill the things that you need and you will marvel knowing that God arranged it so beautifully. I have seen that fulfilled thousands of times in my life. And so I wanna say to you, regardless of the dream that God gives you, you can do this. You, you can do this. The same God who used Nehemiah, who had never built anything in his life, wants to use you in a great way. So stop making excuses. Start dreaming the dream God has for you. Use the steps that he's given to us in his word that we looked at in the last message on how to write out a life plan. And then when you need, when the time is right and you start asking other people to help you, 
Use these steps that we've looked at today. It will change your life. Let's pray. You know, Father, when we look around at our world today, we we see a lot of things that need to be changed. There are a lot of people living their lives in rubble and ruin, and they become disillusioned and demoralized and discouraged, defeated and even apathetic. And they need somebody to help them see your dream for their lives. I'm asking you, Father, I really am, to help us see just a glimpse of what you would like to do in our lives and through our lives. And help us just like you helped Nehemiah to take these steps of faith in making a difference in our world. If you've never opened your life to Christ, say, Jesus Christ, come into my life right now. I wanna know your purpose and plan for my life. Thank you for loving me. I wanna follow you. I wanna learn about you. I need you to be my manager, my Lord and Savior. And I want my life to count for you. I want to be what you made me and intended for me to be. Jesus Christ, I humbly ask you to save me. In your name I pray. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. If you just prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, congratulations. You're now my brother or sister in the Lord, and you need to tell somebody. And why don't you tell me, write to me, rick at pastorrick.com. Just email me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story. I would love to read it. And by the way, I'll send you some free material to help you start in your new journey with the Lord. God bless you. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If you missed any part of this message, or if you'd like to find out more about Pastor Rick Warren and this ministry, just visit pastorrick.com where you can listen online anytime. That's Pastor Rick with two R's in the middle, dot com. Be sure to sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional while you're there. Rick will be right back to close out our time today, but first, you've probably noticed the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. That's the power of gratitude. But it's not always easy to feel grateful. Here's Pastor Rick to tell you about an exciting new Bible study he created to help you practice daily gratitude. One of the things that God wants us to do, and he says it over and over in Scripture, is to practice gratitude. Did you know that gratitude is good for us? The Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You want to know what God's will is for you right now? It is that you learn gratitude in all circumstances. There's always something you can be thankful for. In fact, I've discovered, and I've read many reports, that experts have told us that gratitude is the healthiest human emotion. Did you know that gratitude makes you more resistant to stress? Did you know that gratitude makes you less susceptible to illness? Did you know that gratitude increases your overall happiness and satisfaction? 
that gratitude gives your life more meaning and significance? I don't know if you've ever noticed that the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. That's the power of gratitude. So I want you to live with the attitude of gratitude, the attitude of thankfulness. Now, I've put together a brand new Bible study called The Power of Gratitude. And in it, you'll find scriptures and teaching and exercises that'll help you develop the habit, cultivate the habit of gratitude. You'll discover how to stay in God's will, how to defeat discouragement, how to conquer complaining, how to reduce stress, and how to experience God's blessing through gratitude. Friends, I wanna help you develop a deep and a profound attitude of gratitude. The world is craving people like this, and you will be able to experience all that God has for you. So today, when you partner with me by giving a gift, a financial gift to Daily Hope, to help us take the certain hope of Jesus to people all around the world, I'm gonna have my team send you the Power of Gratitude Bible study. I just want to say thanks to you. I want to be grateful for you. You know, your support is essential for us taking the daily hope message of Jesus all around the world. So do that today. Send us a gift and let me send you a gift and you'll be grateful and so will we. God bless you. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this great resource. That's PastorRick.com or just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. And thanks so very much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.